guys. Welcome to the Hype Attack Podcast, where we weigh in on the latest in nerd and pop culture hype. We're the fandom. We are the excited conversations we have with our friends about the nerdy things we all love and geek about. We are the Hype Attack. I am the Hype! What's up, everybody? I'm Doug. I'm here, as usual, with Isaac, Rudy, and Jermaine. Hi. Yo, yo. Greetings. <laughs> this week... Uh, Probably the biggest announcement that uh, I saw, and I think we've we talked about this, was Amazon acquired the rights to uh, a whole bunch of MGM's uh, movies and shows. Uh, two of the big ones, as far as like the nerd world goes, is RoboCop and Stargate. Uh, they've talked about reboots for that. Um, we're also going to get into, oh, they announced a, uh, Paramount announced a Galaxy Quest series. And a little teaser dropped for Godzilla X-Kong. Uh, the new empire or something like that, I think was the name of it. Um, so pretty good, fun, fun nerd stuff. A lot of like reboots and remakes, uh, we're looking at, uh, before we get started guys, you guys do some nerd shit this week. Of course we did. Always. (laughs) We're on brand. Good. I know that me and Jermaine separately, not together, although there's been some, uh, speculation about our relationship Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. we saw a Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh yeah. when did you see it? I saw it uh, like the day after it came out. Um, I watched it a week after it came out. Next question. Who did you see it with? Me and Kat. Mm, I don't believe you. Did you like the movie? <laughs> oh, yeah. I loved it uh, pretty much from the minute it started. Like It was just one of those movies where once they went into the Mushroom Kingdom, mm-hmm. like I just liked that they just like dove into it and um, the world didn't need to be explained. It was yeah. just what it is like you know and they're like oh here just eat this mushroom like it didn't need to be it wasn't like a a, a deep dive on any kind of social commentary yeah. it was it's super mario he's a plumber he gets thrown into the mushroom kingdom has to do a thing and that's as deep as it needs to get because it's just fun it's like it definitely was is for kids i think kids are able to enjoy it there's enough in there for the kids to have fun and it's a quick hour and 30 minutes it's fun for the kids it's fun for the adults and it's fun for the nerds it's fun for the gamers that have played either the n64 game or any of the recent iterations or even like the original side scrolling stuff and there's even deep dive easter eggs Mm -hmm. of like you know little hints on like the original conception thrown in there you know that's oh and if you do go watch it there's a wasn't there two end credit yeah there's a there's a mid and Spoilers. Some of us haven't seen it yet and are yeah. planning to very soon. There's no spoilers about the credit. I wasn't going to say what the credits it, are about. It's good to know. Oh, no, we were going to okay. say, but I'm just saying, I, make make sure you stay for uh, the two end credit scenes. Yeah, it was just uh, Waluigi coming back, and uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, um, uh, but the, the only thing before we move on, the thing I did want to touch on was the internet was like, when the, when the first trailer of Super Mario Brothers came out, people were like, Chris Pratt, Pratt, yeah, Chris Pratt wasn't Italian enough. <laughs> like, what? We're in we're in the age of an era that you can't like go too hard on an accent if you aren't that. But I haven't heard that. Uh, uh, one of my favorite actors that I like, uh, John Leguizamo, mm-hmm. like he threw some shade uh, on the movie Doug, too. Uh, what was that name no, again? No, I'm not going to repeat it. John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo. Um, John Lululemons. Well, I think I think the anger. Toward, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I think the anger towards Chris Pratt uh, was because the guy that does Mario's voice for the games is alive and well and was capable of doing it. But I, I'm almost glad they didn't because it's one thing to play a game and hear a mm-hmm. woohoo 
and and the oh. few lines that Mario ever says in a game, but to hear it for two hours in a movie, I probably want to blow my brain. If the out. entire time you're like, I got the go, I save my brother, you're like, um, maybe don't do that, Chris Pratt. But everybody wanted it. But without any spoilers, they address it quickly and then they move on. And I think it was smart the way that they did it and the speed in which they did it. And it satisfied everybody. That's so. cool. That's fine. And it's, you brought up something interesting about Mario um, is that the games never really did much explanations at all of anything. It was just like, here's the guys and the plumbers and there's Mar- I mean, like, as far as social commentary, I think what Mario Sunshine had you cleaning up pollution, which I like that game. Yeah. That was on the GameCube. But other than that, yeah, it's just uh, you're, you're going to go save the princess and you're going to smash the mushrooms. Did you guys and stuff like ever, that. ever see that, that, um, like manga comic strip of of like where the mushroom came from like it was an ex- no yes. it was an ex- what it was an ex- obscured reference to say how how Mario can get these certain power ups like I'll have to find it for uh, for further episodes but is it the, the midichlorian in his bloodstream <laughs> we definitely need to post this on the, Instagram because it's crazy the uh, mushroom grew from the dead Mario. <laughs> so every time you die or you fall down like a hole, you know, you know how you used to get yeah, hit yeah, and you yeah, go yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And there's so a when you die of dead Mario's. Yeah, there's a there's a picture of, 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 of Mario with his back arched like he's grown up out of the ground, uh-huh. but, but it's a mushroom growing yeah. out of his back. And that's in the in the early days in like the manga, whatever you want to say. It's not canon now, but that was just an interesting thing to say that. Certain mushrooms grew from dead Mario's. Well, I'm, uh, I'm thoroughly depressed. Oh, I know what'll cheer you up, boys. Just like we rehearsed. Peaches, 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 peaches. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm gonna have to go see that movie sometime. I'm gonna have to go but, kill but, myself. Call eight one nine if you have any. But also thoughts. to add to the voice thing, I, I honestly feel that it was a choice that they made because you have Disney, Pixar, all these well-known studios. I feel like even with Sony now, you know, with Spider-Man yeah. uh, across the Spider-Verse and all that, I feel like they 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 wanted to contend for like best animated movie and not just, you know, be like a regular, you know, cartoon movie, you know, where it was too cartoon. Like they wanted to, to try to win awards and all that type of stuff. Oh, yeah. And the potential for spinoffs and sequels is oh, yeah. you know, in, infinite with this. Um, that's cool. So yeah, definitely go see it. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking in the realm of video games, mm-hmm. uh, I just recently got the whole VR racing setup to play. I saw Gran- you posting about that. Yeah. Gran Turismo on the PS5 with the VR2 and the steering wheel and everything. And it's awesome. As, as being someone that's been a gamer since the original Mario on the NES and playing some of those racing games on the NES where, you know, there's like three movements you can make to now sitting at my chair with the steering wheel, with pedals, the steering wheel reacts to the driving, the VR, being able to look around. It's, it's crazy. It's like the dream come true. And I think just gaming is going to get even better uh, from this point. So that was my nerd, nerd action this week was just as much of that as I could. Rudy, did you nerd out this week? This weekend you were, no, I was, painfully stuck in the world of the mundane <laughs> like I, I had to download kindle books and try to keep my my thumb on the pulse but you the real world yeah i you know i would say that you nerded I, rudy for those of you that don't know is is our editor is our engineer he's a guy running the board and 
much credit and cheers to you. Cups oh, yeah, up to Rudy because, uh, man, what a magician. He's not just looks, guys. Off and running. Fucking jerk. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Uh, all right. All right. We ready to talk about reboots and stuff? Yeah. Oh, fucking right. reboots. Okay. Let's go. <sighs> reboots. So, Amazon and their reboots and everything that they announced, uh, Stargate, I only watched a little bit. Uh, I mean, I, I watched the movie. And I watched a little bit of the shows. I know they, they did like three or four, oh, I think. Yeah. And the, then, the movie's really good, by the way. Yeah, the yeah, movie's oh, yeah, good. Definitely. Uh, they had a couple of series, but um, <clears throat> the one that they got me on was... Don't do it. SGU, Stargate Universe, Universe. On, on, on sci-fi. They... Uh, I'll never forgive them. Hurt me deep in my marrow. What happened? Bone deep. It's it's a really good show, and they went... How many seasons? Was it just... It was the, only two, two? two seasons, and they canceled it after... My boy Eli still out there. They they canceled it at the most major cliffhanger part of oh, any story no. that you've ever heard before. Did they they didn't finish it like in a comic book or a book or anything like they that? They did. They, they did, did finish they, it in the. But no, and it needed to be in the fucking show, and it needed to be uh, live, and it needed to be in, in living color. It it was the first. <laughs> Can we send a shame bell out to the universe to whoever <laughs> made that decision? Shame. I yeah, like I, did, I like watched a, preacher. a few Send the shame out scattered <laughs> episodes the of the other channel, series. By the way. You know, I watched a few SG ones and the other ones. Uh, what was it, Atlantis? Mm-hmm. I watched a few of those. You know, here and there, and then when SGU came out, Stargate Universe, I was like, this is the one I'm gonna like give my all to. And that- just because I said that out loud, the universe was said no. <laughs> that one. Um- God, correct me. I, I could be completely wrong, but that was a little bit more like, I mean, it's all sci-fi. It's gates that travel to different worlds, but they were on a spaceship or something like that. Yeah, yeah that so was, it was more traditional was like universe. Hard. Yeah, uh, the Star Hard sci-fi. If I'm correct, wasn't wasn't the ship sci-fi. in 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 Stargate Universe the ship that that kind of started it all? That kind of scattered the gates. If if I'm mistaking, like all over the universe. I don't recall the exact lore, but as I don't know if it started in our universe or whatever, but as this ship traveled, it was job was to see stargates and different regions so you can move from, you know, one gate to the other. Like they actually had to be physically flown to the destination and put there so you could connect the gates. Because the original concept of the stargate is like basically you kind of like put in a a, co- a combination and a code. And so like the, the original stargate series was like, let's just see what happens. Then you go into like fucked up universe or fucked up world. Like it was like an alternate, uh, like not reality, but it was a different uh, world. Because when they went in, the whole, I guess the whole theory on the original one was, you, you know how we always have that 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 sci-fi theory that say that aliens, you know, built mm. the pyramids and all that oh, kind of yeah. stuff. So it was when they went into this other world, like it was like an ancient Egypt type world. Yeah. And then you go in there and, and you find out like, oh, you know, it was just like like our Egyptian pharaohs and all these, you know, you yeah. had these people that worship these gods. But it was linked to that lore to say that, oh, this is how this happened and how they kind of got over here through this gate. One thing I would love to see, uh, I've been playing a lot of these kind of survival games uh, and and I look at just the technology and how much it's pr- improved with procedurally generated worlds. Stargate is prime for something like that. Just 
procedurally generated world. You go through the gate, you do the survival horror stuff, and you go through the gate and go to another world. Like it's there's so much potential, and I, and I know I think they tried a Stargate MMO at some point or a similar something like that. I don't think it lasted too long, but man, that would be great. Anyway, uh, reboot wise, yeah. Do you guys are you excited for the reboot? Do you think it needs it? Well, I think based on uh, Rudy and Jermaine's reaction, because I only remember remember watching this, the original Stargate series that was like the immediate spinoff off of that uh, Kurt Russell and James Spader movie, which was cool. Sounds like you guys have blue balls about it and need <laughs> full release. They're they're gonna have to do something pretty impressive to bring me back in, like just out the gate, like trailer wise or mm-hmm. you know, drop the, the story. Yeah. This is the storyline, like. I they've they've burned me one too many times, and I think I think the through line with all of that was specifically with reboots and remakes is how many remakes and reboots actually need to have happened. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> because like, I know Amazon, uh, like Doug said, it, it's it's acquired like over a dozen uh, titles from what was it MGM, right? And among the top of them, as far as like sci fi stuff, yeah, like you said, Stargate and then RoboCop. And the, the really interesting thing with the RoboCop is that it's not a remake nor a reboot. It's a continuation, but a sequel, but a sequel directly from the first RoboCop. So everything else after that, the cartoons, the shows, part two and three uh, with and without Peter Weller is all gone. Kind of like with Hall- the way Halloween did. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Halloween. And didn't Terminator do that? Or something. I'm trying to think if there was another series that kind of ignored one of the ones they made and they went back to like a sequel. Oh, Ghostbusters. <laughs> I, I know what that sounds familiar. The Terminator, I just, I when they brought back right Arnold, now. right? They ignored, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, I thought maybe. that one was still like a continuation, but. but uh, Terminator has always been weird with time travel and this and this and, and that. Um, but Robocop. So my question immediately when I thought about this, because, you know, RoboCop was not kid friendly. Not at it all. It was gory. It was violent. The first two, the, the third one, they 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 familyed it up because you you could sell toys to you know. Yeah, it became Hollywood. Like but, that. But, Hollywood recipe. Let me say this though: as far as like a hero's origin story, usually it's like a bullet or two, oh, yeah. a little yeah. light stabbing here and there, yeah. as my wife likes to call it, or. <laughs> hey, oh. <laughs> Or with RoboCop, it, it's complete gore and violence, but it's it's the greatest way to show just how dangerous and deadly the this world. And they have they do world build. We know we talk about it all the time, but as far as world building, like they do it and they show you in that one particular scene of what RoboCop's uh, origin story of just how fucking violent that city can be, or how violent those bad guys can be. Oh yeah, Detroit is. Known for that, though. Yeah, so it, it, it better come back and retain that violence. It has to. But it has yeah. to. Have you guys ever seen the unrated cut of, of RoboCop? Like, the no, original but... one is already bad as it... Not, 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 not bad. bad Do they shoot his pee off? The what? Do they shoot his pee off? <laughs> they shoot everything off. <gasps> but it's like, it's just more bullets and just... <laughs> and oh, just them just getting riddled like the the death of uh Peter Weller. Yeah. And then uh uh the dude in the office with the Ed two oh nine, you know, when he was like Oh, that's yeah, that's part two. Isn't it? No, that's the first one. Be- because the Ed two oh nine was in the it's 
Robocop 2 has the actual uh, Kane robot, the one with the arm and like the triangle face. Okay. Ed 209. Ed 209. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. I could talk about this all day. <laughs> but um, the, the, the Ed 209 was in the office, you know, when he was like, you have 10 seconds yeah. to comply, you know, and he's running around mm-hmm. and he does a countdown. But that that scene is just longer. They're just longer <laughs> scenes. Like, that's all it is. But you, okay. you can see more I, blood I, capsules and all kind of things. I, I thought that, like, the, the extended and unrated is just Kurt Wood Smith who's going just for, like, another minute. That scene is just so Are you going to shoot me, scum? So when I read about the RoboCop reboot, I immediately went to that question of just, is it going to be violent or not? And my first response was no. There's no way in today's world but but amazon yes makes the boys that's right and and the boys is i love probably one of the most gory i mean it's, it's episode one this ain't no normal superhero fucking show <laughs> oh yeah holy crap and i mean it's not too, it's not too early for spoilers right give a hint <laughs> i mean just the first episode of this last season right with the no giant... no, no, no no don't don't no no, no. It's, it's, it's too soon for spoilers episode oh. one of the first season of how gory it is oh is that when are you a talking train. about when yeah a train running yeah which would so I read the comic book, so when they announced boys, um, I kind of knew that was coming, but again, it was that question. It's like, are they gonna actually do it? Are they gonna make this Full show, going. especially Amazon Prime? Because at that, you know, they hadn't quite had a big hit at that point. Like, I was mm-hmm. curious, like, what, where are they gonna try to fit in this stream wars? Um, so there's potential, but at the same time, Robocop is also again, it's a toy seller, like, it shouldn't be, but. Um, it can be right. There's the potential to turn this into a character that everybody likes, but I don't know if they need to, and I hope they don't. What? Because because they kind of that's the thing. They kind of pacified that franchise as the sequels went on, and as the TV shows came about in the late '80s, early '90s. Yeah, you know. But I I hope the CEO of Amazon's like, you know, no more more gore. Like fuck yeah, the boys. Like, watch that show just alone, just to get an idea of how fucking gory Amazon mm-hmm. likes it. I mean. They do shit in that show, The Boys, where I go, I didn't think of that. And yeah. I'm glad that I didn't. <laughs> but I'm glad that I'm watching it. And I kind of hope Robocop ventures down that road. Yeah, I mean, I don't need every show to be super gory or anything no. like that. But it's cool <laughs> when it's there. And it's cool when it fits. I mean, when, I feel like when Robocop came out, there was... Uh, I mean, I was pretty young. I mean, when did the original one come out? Uh, look it up. Yeah, someone look it up. Um, Although I feel like there was... Like, like that moment in time when a lot of sci-fi was ultra violent and, mm-hmm. and it was just that kind of fun thing because I guess maybe because it wasn't so mainstream, uh, nerds kind of liked all that stuff. You got a date? Yeah. So, I mean, it's a thing of the eighties, 87, 87. So I was five, the, 80, the 80s so I were, probably didn't watch it. The eighties loved gratuitous violence. To well, answer your earlier oh. question about a movie that would, Came in and dropped in in the middle of a franchise and oh, yes. wiped out the the next two movies, Superman Returns with uh, Brandon Routh. Yeah, and that was some years after um, the last uh, Superman. Yeah, but that that ignored Superman what three and four, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, so so it's not unheard of what they're going to do with RoboCop, and it's kind of fun. Um, I also know RoboCop uh, when when the movie was pitched and it was getting made, like it had a hard time getting a like hype about it, you know, to say, Oh yeah, we're going to make this movie. Cause the name alone, Robocop, mm. I think it's a great name. Yeah. But, well now, but back in the day, they thought that that 
title was so cheesy. Yeah, like sometimes it was it's so a placeholder. Crack. Yeah, they were like RoboCop. It's a working title. It's the same guy. I'm the same guy that does gores more. <laughs> yeah, RoboCop. Um, did you see that off of uh, the Netflix? Is uh, how did this get made? Well, that or no, sorry, movies that made us. Yeah, how the movies that made us. us but I read so much on RoboCop, yeah. like it's. Little, ridiculous. Like a just, little quick aside, by the way, there are so many movies, even things that you don't see documentaries on mm-hmm. that like, dude, this movie almost didn't get made. And mm-hmm. it's like part of the major pop culture lexicon. Oh, yeah. But um, but still, like the, the question still holds and nobody fucking answered it. Are there should there be remakes? Should there be reboots? I mean, I know it's not a hard yes or no. I know there's nuances, but go. Um, well, for certain things, uh, for certain things like RoboCop, where this isn't necessarily a reboot, I think I think I think it's perfect. I think it's, I think it's really the way that they should go as much as they can. Mm. I look at, uh, you know, I mean, Star Trek Picard obviously is not a reboot, but it is like uh, you know coming back to these characters. It's a continuation, and you know if if they're trying to, because there are certain sci-fi fantasy you know any of these nerd movies that were made in the 80s when the special effects were horrendous mm. um except except like the some of the practical stuff but you know so there, there's always an like a a desire to like man i wish i could re-see that movie for the first time in today's effects mm. you know so certain things like even robocop's goriness i i mean i haven't watched that movie in a long time but i just remember it being pretty gory but our gore effects have gotten a lot better. Uh, you know, you I look would, at movies. I would beg to differ. Sometimes it's not necessarily the era or the technology that you have. It's it's the vision of the person who oh, may yeah. be dark How and need to be looked at. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. you know, you're like, right. You're right. Um, but even because uh, God, you're gonna hate me, the name of the the evil robot in RoboCop, the one you were just talking about, the. Ed 209. Ed 209. Yeah, oh. Like, I can't wait for us to go robot. video. What's <laughs> yeah. that is? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the miniguns. Like, <laughs> he immediately triggered me with that. I was like, oh, what are you talking, yeah, are you yeah. talking about? Yes. You know, um, I don't, I mean, its oh, movement wasn't too bad. Robocop 2, though, I think the villain, like, it was, what, was a stop motion, oh, stop motion or something. Like, it's, oh, yeah, I mean, all, that whole motion. era, yeah. those things stood out. So those are the things that's like, even if you don't do a reboot, maybe even like a Lucas special edition, like, just re-release some of these movies with like just clean up some of the special mm, yeah. they did that they did yeah, that yeah, with yeah. um that's a gasp. yeah yeah exactly i'm like who's gonna say it oh. but <laughs> they, on, wait. They, shame him no Fucking no shame no, him. no oh come no. on he didn't okay he didn't know why better don't, why don't i get to elicit a, a shame button <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna make a like a standalone <laughs> button to put in the middle of the table so that everyone can have access to it i know i know these two don't, don't watch star it. trek as much but at all rudy you watch star trek yes the classic the original series they re-released where they redid all the space visuals. Did you watch any of that? No, because I wasn't too large of a fan of the original of stuff. The original stuff. It's, but it's hard to. But. The, the the reason they haven't like re-released uh, the next generation in like HD, 4K, and stuff is because the effects from back then were so dated that it doesn't translate into 4K without having to mm. just redo all those effects. And I'm like. You can redo them because I want that in 4K. Well, that's what they did with the original series was they they redid because you know a lot of it was the old model that they would just like zip across the camera like a black screen <laughs> or whatever like that. And and I I'm not saying that that's bad because I, I I love that stuff. That's so yeah. cool. And and <clears throat> I think I've had a chance to see to see some of those original models that they used. Uh, they did like a Star Trek tour a while back. 
uh, one of the greatest Christmas presents my mom ever got me. Like, total surprise. Anyway, um, they redid it all with special, mm. like, modern-day computer stuff. Like, and, and, But it, it they didn't make it look too crazy, and they promised, like, we're not going to have the Enterprise doing uh, barrel rolls or anything like that. Um, so, the, like... And that, and then some of the the villain ships, or, or you know, like the green floating green hand episode, or whatever. Like they redid a lot of those space effects, and it's enough to make those shows a little bit easier to watch. And, and I'm not saying like Star Trek's a bad show to watch, but like sometimes those older effects really like it. It makes a show almost laughable to watch, and mm-hmm. when you see it and it cuts to something, it's like, oh my god, that's embarrassing. I can't you know, believe I told someone to watch this. You like, know what I would love? Shit. What I would love for them to do is if, for them to do that with the uh, the the. Uh, oh my god, I'm forgetting his name. The Batman, the old Batman, the um, Adam West. Jesus Christ! Yes, the Adam West Batman. I would add a don't no don't. I, I had a brain blank. Come on! <laughs> I knew the name. I blanked out on it a little bit. No, I did not no, know Adam, it. Adam West should be part of your lexicon. I did, it is. I did not know a it. I just part. had a little bit of a <laughs> sticky Boo, brain. Man. Forgettable part. Come on, I get two, I get two on, so buttons one used. <laughs> two buttons used. I had a moment of a hiccup. Well, we, we've been itching to try out that one. So <laughs> anyway, this what were we going to say about Adam West? <laughs> So your original play was. <laughs> yes. Sorry to completely Continue. fucking derail you, but anyway. Here's some tissue. Wipe your tears a little fat, a little sadness. <laughs> Holy shame, Batman. I, uh, what I wanted to say, like, it would be fun if, if they, they had, like, those kind of special effects in the Adam West Batman. But the joke doesn't really, like, go over now. <laughs> After I got shamed twice. But, but, um, that would actually be an interesting reboot. Can you imagine someone going to Warner Brothers and be like, I want to reboot Batman. Okay. Hold on. Adam West Batman. No, but they <laughs> Batman sixty six. They didn't. Although I, I doubt them doing that. Um, although they, I saw somebody, some studio did that with the trailer of the Batman with. Um, oh yeah, with Robert Pattinson. Robert, and Jesus, Matt Matt Pattinson. Pattinson. Yeah, really no, hard. Fine. Yeah, but um, no, wasn't there an, uh, uh, a DC animated movie with that had the Adam West Batman? Yeah, yes, and they yours. did a comic book. Uh, I can't find a it. Comic book series too. Was the movie also called Batman sixty six or something? Because I think that was the comic book name too. But I don't know. I think Probably, it'd, it'd be kind of interesting <laughs> for someone to to reboot that. Um, but to answer your question about reboots and going on to maybe the next topic, um, Paramount announced a Galaxy Quest series. Mm. Um, I loved that movie. It was such Damn, a good spoof. I mean, like we were talking earlier about maybe like one of the better examples of how to do a spoof because it wasn't it wasn't just a spoof it was a commentary on the thing it was spoofing yeah, and very like, meta yeah when you have like comedy that's like very meta uh, within a, a you know commenting on a pre-established uh franchise like star trek and then you have like a really cool uh cast one uh, including one uh sigourney weaver who was in some you know spacey stuff oh, it's yeah, like alien. dude that's a fucking some hit spacey cast. stuff alan rickman amazing tim allen Sigourney Weaver. It's a fucking solid yeah. cast. Uh, I mean, Galaxy Quest is maybe obscure enough that I don't know if we can mention it without, like, maybe we should explain it a little bit. Go the, for it. The story was you, in this world, there was a show that was similar to Star Trek. It was it was a blatant ripoff of Star Trek mm-hmm. called Galaxy Quest. But these aliens on another planet were getting the TV signals and thought it was a real documentary. And they rebuilt the ship. They went to Earth and picked up all these actors that were at a convention that were at like a, a galaxy quest convention, which is pretty much a star Trek convention. I think they even 
like kind of made fun of a, a something that actually happened with William Shatner, where people were asking Tim Tim Allen's character was supposed to be the William Shatner of this, right? Where people were asking like too many technical details, and it was like whatever, fucking nerds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's it's He's talking about himself. Yeah, <laughs> I was so sad. Um, it it was a great. It's such a great movie, and and it's a fun joke, and it's a fun play on things. So they they did stuff where like. They, they'd have to go fix something in part of the ship and there was like random <laughs> flamethrowers and it'd be like, why is there fucking flamethrowers here? And it's like, oh, because it was in the show. It was in the middle. Like, yeah. This is a horrible writer or whatever like that. So but. would that fit as a series or do you think, are they going to go somewhere completely different with it? Like to me, it's it's a, to answer, to, to answer your question about reboots, I feel like comedies Comedies are harder to reboot because it's like the joke's still there. It still holds. I can and, watch this show and, and, and I enjoy it. And it makes me laugh. Specifically, this movie, uh, it, it, was, it, it wasn't like a world-built movie. And I'm going to overuse the shit out of the word. But it was a world-built. It, it was not a world-built, a world-building movie. It was the setup of the joke and then hit the punchline, then the end, and then, the, then, the, then there's the credits. And you're right. I don't. I don't see how they could. Ex- and I'm not a writer, but I don't see how you can create a whole series based off of that, unless, unless they took that concept and then did what like uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air did with Bel Air, which is turn it into from a, a multicam sitcom into a single camera drama. That would be fascinating. Then you have some story arc to go off of that shit. Well, what if they went full meta and just made a a fucking spoofy campy galaxy quest where it's galaxy quest. It's not where it's not, you know, about the actors played in the series it's about the characters. Like it's an actual star Trek, you know, oh. spoof. So, which would be interesting because it's coming from Paramount who makes star Trek, mm-hmm. but does that need to exist? Considering we have the Orville, uh, Seth McFarlane's mm. star Trek, which, which star, I, it started I've off only, as a star Trek spoof, but now it's, it's full on its own thing. At this I've point. only watched the first season of that, but it was really good. I, Rick, Rick and Morty did that too, where it was like a spinoff or a, a take of off of, um, back to the future. And then it just became its own thing. Yeah. Uh, Orville, I, I'm, it makes me sad to say it. Like I was so excited for it. And I started watching, but I think it's one of those things I fell asleep through a few episodes. Mm-hmm. Probably just, you know, I, I work construction and electrical stuff. like So some, I have to be mindful about what I do as far as watching media. Because if it slows down too much, like, there's a good chance I'm falling asleep. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm, I'm right there with you. If, and if I lose that that thread, if I lose that yeah. that oomph, then yeah. I, don't, I just I put it aside and I go to something else. Yeah, yeah I have and, a handful of shows I haven't finished yet. And, and I think that's the thing is Orville... Seth MacFarlane is such a Star Trek fan. I think he was really trying to recreate that that TNG old Star Trek feel, which were very much like an hour of them trying to figure out some problem. And, and they would slow down. And I think that was just the thing. But I've heard, like, especially once, what, I think Hulu picked it up because Fox canceled it. I heard that last season that was <laughs> on Seth MacFarlane has bad luck with Fox. <laughs> also, I mean, <laughs> Family Guy's still on, right? Is yeah. Yeah. I think though, like that last season on Hulu, it became like its own thing, and and I watched like some of that, and I was like, I, that's something I, I I need to finish along with my entire it, just giant list of other things it, I need to finish. Is it a comedy though? I, I've never seen an episode of it. Is it a comedy? Oh, it's absolutely. It's Seth MacFarlane comedy. It's Star Trek. It's 
it's it's it's a case study and just letting someone that loves something do it do it without it actually being it and he's not doing success with far the thing of like hey remember that one time where this and the other happened it's not the flashbacks but it's still like (laughs) i mean good i just remember my early interpretations like the two two guys in the helm right the controlling the ship because it's very much it's like the enterprise or whatever it doesn't look quite like it it's it's like if me and my uncle who i work with like it's us as, as Star Trek characters, where everything is just that kind of like dick joke or mama joke or whatever you throw in there. Like it's 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 almost the more natural. It's like if you took Star Trek, but like, look, Starfleet isn't professional. It's just jackasses doing like maintenance work that that would be that show. And I think Lower Decks, the Star Trek, car- one of the Star Trek cartoons, the more comedy one, is kind of hitting on that same thing of just like this might this might be what people would actually react with. But to bring it back around to the reboots and the remakes, I'm going to give you a quick list of like things that have been rebooted and remade, right? And stop me if anyone, any of them uh, catch your testicles. Star Trek, The Amazing Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, Mad Max Fury Road, The Mummy, Evil Dead, which I want to see Evil Dead Rises. Is Fury Road really? It's not a re- reboot, is it? I saw that on a list earlier, too, and it really confused me because it didn't seem like a reboot. Well, they didn't really go like full explanation into the Mad Max character. So it could be a reboot. It could be, you know, a sequel. Here's one. A Star is Born. There's been like four or five remakes of that movie. But, but. I haven't stopped seeing one. But uh, the reason why I like, the reason why I like some movies being remade is because there was so much time that has passed that now we have the technology to make it a, a little more interesting or we bring that into like today's era. But there's movies like The Great Gatsby where you're remaking it with a whole new cast, but it's still set in that original era, which is what, mm-hmm. the 20s or something like that. Does it work? Does it not work? Or is it just all based? It's it's not of should movies or shows be remade or rebooted? Is it more of can it just be done? Can it be executed? And how how many times, if it has been attempted, do we give it another chance? The Amazing Spider-Man was one example. The the going back to the RoboCop 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 to, uh, 2015 was a flop, but we still love RoboCop. But mm. I do feel like the comparison to the original RoboCop to the new RoboCop, like there, the technology was there to make it a great movie. But for me, the story was not there. Like I feel like the original RoboCop, you had the villains were big corporate America. Well, besides that, but. The actual guys that killed Robocop, like they were a big part of the story and they were linked to the corporation, but they had, you know, character development behind them. So you kind of got to know them. So when uh, Robocop became Robocop and he had his prime directives and all that stuff and like he went after all those guys, like it, it meant something to him, but also to the audience that oh this guy's gonna go after all these guys that you know pretty much shot him up mm-hmm. and then when the new one came out like i feel like they they fast forward through all that stuff like uh, there was no connection there was no meaning behind any of it like i just felt like it was missing that 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 soul of the character you know like when he went after these guys it didn't really feel like anything. Like it was just some regular people. I was like, okay, he's going down. And it was like a shootout scene and it was cool and everything, but it just didn't have meat to it. 
and on that point, if I remember correctly, didn't the original RoboCop wait like a good 30 minutes before you actually saw Peter Weiler in said RoboCop suit? That's a, I mean, for today's attention span, people, you that's had a, a couple long scenes. Time. Like, I do remember the scene where they prepped him and they were getting him ready, where you were just seeing everything through POV RoboCop's like eyes, you know, and they were doing all the tuning and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they did the scene where he was walking through the, um, uh, the police department mm-hmm. and they kept him kind of behind those, uh, like the foggy glass mirrors. Yeah, like the foggy or glass. glass. He was but, walking yeah. by, but you just heard the, the 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 feet sound like doo, doo, gunk, doo, doo. and his body movement. We're not professional like, for like Foley actors. But um, gunk. but 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 every step step step. But everybody in that movie was reacting like us because they yeah. were running to go see yeah. this guy. Like they wanted to go see, you know, what this guy looked yeah, like. What's all you fuss know, about? yeah, like everything about it. And it was that scene. Um, for me, where he was in that targeting room and he had the gun. And oh, yeah. That gu- Oh, I have that gun, by the way. Shut Aerosol. up. Do you really? Oh, heck yeah. I bought it. I think it was one of my like second or third year when I went to Comic-Con. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the I, year that we had went yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was, Point. <laughs> I lost my mind. I normally haggle <laughs> when I get prices at Comic-Con. Shut up and take my money. Full Man, price. Man, when that meme was real. Shut up and take my money. Like, I didn't even think to try to bring the price down. But anyways, yeah. just when he was shooting that gun and that, that uh, which I believe is a modified Beretta, because the Beretta has like a bigger uh, finger uh, slot. Trigger, yeah, trigger like a, yeah. But it was just just the sound of that gun and just everybody three in that burst. scene. Yeah, just like everybody's like, check out that fucking gun. Oh, dude. And it was, that scene alone was did they, just. Did they say what caliber that was? Oh, no, I don't remember. It wasn't like a fit. I'll look it up. Because I don't remember what it was. But that was the thing that 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 drew everybody to RoboCop. It was almost like the Predator. Like, you didn't see the Predator for That's like a one. while. Yeah. Yeah. For a while. And it, and it built up so well. Like, you got, you know, like little voice snippets of the Predator. Then you got to see, you know, how he sees everything and how he mimicked and all that. But it was like done so well with Robocop that when you finally saw him and then he got in his car and he went off to go do his thing. But just his aiming alone, I still I still remember when uh he shot that guy in the dick <laughs> that had that uh girl yeah. hostage. And he was yeah. like, Get away from me, man. Like he's like, I'll do it. And you just saw his targeting little icon just go. And he shot. No, right you know what? Dress. I remember the line he said, "Dead or alive, scum, I'm gonna oh, shoot yeah. your dick off." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And this is the thing too about about reboots that I feel like <laughs> you can't kind of redo it because, to a degree, because you have such classic lines. And I feel like nowadays, like I'll go back to the Predator, but you have dialogue that people still repeat to this day. RoboCop. You have, you know, I'll buy that for a dollar. That was oh, going around for dude, like a while. Yeah. Like that, that, that was just going around for a while. But it's one of those things. Like I don't know that aspect of of the, a reboot or a remake. I don't know if you can capture that well, again. But I, I think kind of veering off a little bit. But I, as far as catchphrases, I think that's a thing of like the eighties, the eighties and early nineties. Like there was oh, yeah, all you about, had all the it was all about catchphrases. Oh yeah. 
I don't think any new like Predator movie is gonna have somebody be like, "Darling, you son of a bitch!" But he's <laughs> pushing the pencils. Yeah. All the Predator, all the Predator movies to this day, still use that one line that that uh, you're one ugly motherfucker. Um, like, yeah. you see that you gotta pay homage. There. But but um, but going back to it though, um, we were originally talking about it's like the 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 storyline of, of having like a, a good storyline. The first the original Robo Peter Weller Robocop had that the 2015 didn't have you know, like you said originally it, it if the 2015 felt like rushed with all those important parts you know what i mean the motivation it didn't feel like he had like a lot of um yeah like motivation to go get these guys like it just felt like oh this thing happened to him and now he's gonna go be Robocop, like I just felt like there was like a disconnect to 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 his humanity side. Yeah, you know, not just the robot, but the we need to go clean up. You know, the streets, the corruption, and all that stuff. But I will say the new one when when you saw them pull away. Oh, dude, I wanted yeah the suit. That is disturbing. The suit from from his body, his like actual orga- organic part. Yeah, show how much you knew of him was left. Yeah, uh-huh. you knew in the original. Oh dear one, Christ! Oh Jesus Christ! In the original RoboCop, <sighs> you just know that he just became RoboCop, mm-hmm. but you didn't get that that like how much of him that, is actually left in there. Yeah, like you didn't get that yeah. visual of that like visceral look. He's yeah. he's part man, part machine, but you didn't visually get to see it. Like yeah, he took off his. Helmet, but, you know, whatever. But, but what in the new one, in the new one, they totally oh. took his whole body apart, yeah. and it was like all was, you saw was the lungs mm-hmm. and his head and his oh, stomach. Geez. And he, like, he had a moment of freak oh, and his, out. And his hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah he had one bio hand. hand. Yeah. Like the way he freaked out, he was just freaking out yeah. when he saw all his limbs, and he was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, oh my god, oh, Christ. oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's crazy. I didn't know that. That's, That's just a, me reenacting when I look at myself in the mirror naked after a shower. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, to answer your question, I mean, to go back to the question about reboots, I think part of it is just like, is it a movie that we could still show and, and uh, or that you could show someone and you could watch or whatever? And, and I do look back at something like RoboCop. It's like, I feel like I could still watch RoboCop. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, definitely. Can I phrase it in a specific question? Yeah. I think it's more of, not can it, yes or no, but does it have a potential to be remade? A potential yeah. to be rebooted? Now, I really pulled up an image of uh, the 2014, I kept saying 15, Robocop. Yeah, it's his head, his lungs. I thought his stomach was in there somewhere and just his hand. No, it's just oh, his wow. hand, but it was, but it was just that. That is disturbing. And they, I remember seeing that. I got freaked out. And he was hooked up to the machine and they literally yeah. pulled him apart. And he just like a visually saw what he was. Like <laughs> oh, wow. A reverse Iron Man. Yeah. Wow, that's wild. But, but <laughs> I've always wanted well, to see that Iron Man where the machines said, malfunction, with pull this them apart. Said, with the reboot, do you guys have a old school classic movie that you guys feel mm. like? If it's one of your favorite movies, I think this may answer the question. Do you guys think your favorite classic movie could be rebooted, or should it just be left alone? Man, great question. So there are some movies that are just like so deliciously perfect that I think you should leave them the hell alone, Mm -hmm. right? 
maybe you could do things. And I know the the recent Scream trilogy has has coined a certain term. It's like it's like a mix of sequel and and yeah, requel or uh, requel. Yeah, yeah, where it's not necessarily a reboot. So you have some of the original cast, some of the legacy members, uh, and and it's it's a it's a sequel, but it's kind of you know rebooted. I like that requel uh, requels because you're kind of passing the torch. You're in that same universe, but to your question, as far as like standalone stuff, if something is so good, I think, I think if it's just so good, just leave it the absolute hell alone. But if some stuff was like, you know, that was kind of fun and it has been a number of years, like mm-hmm. for instance, I don't think that they should reboot Back to the Future. Absolutely not. No, it's one of those I feel yeah. they should just leave it. It's perfect they're, right there. They're never going to, so. It, yeah. We don't know that. No, I think I never thought they were going to reboot all of the things that we just mentioned. The but creator producer like locked that into like okay, the original contract that there, no one gets to make to remake, redo, or continue without his say so. Mm. I like that. Um, but but it's interesting. Um, I'm sorry to interrupt. Actually, keep going. No, I'll I, get I to mean, my point next. I, I still haven't answered your question though. I I can't really think of a I can't think of a movie off the top of my head that I think they should reboot or remake. There was an old. Uh, Back in what the eighties, nineties, when like Conan, Willow, like there was like that little era of like a lot of fantasy movies. There was a movie called Kroll. Hmm. Yes, I that, that fit into that. There was like a disappearing castle. The guy had like a glaive thing that he would throw. There was a cyclops that could see his own death. Really cool movie, and, and I think it still stands out. But like, it's obscure. Not a lot of people know about it, and I feel like it was a cool enough story that I wouldn't mind seeing that be rebooted. That's or a remade. great point. Um, but, uh, you know, the thing is, is a lot of these shows, a lot of these movies, there's been so many at this point that when, you know, you look at something like back to the future and okay. Time traveling, like at this point, if any movie gets made, that's about time traveling, it's going to be instantly compared to back to the future. If any, if any movie gets made about, a cop that becomes a cyborg or something like Mm -hmm. that. It's going to be instantly compared to, to RoboCop. Mm -hmm. So I feel like these studios, and this is something I've I've dealt with. I've thought about for a while now, like they're so caught. Like I think about the um, karate kid reboot with Jackie Chan and Will Smith's kid. Jaden. Yeah. It was like so much, not a karate kid movie. It it could have been anything else, but (laughs) had they made that movie, it would have instantly been compared to karate kid anyway. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, I almost felt like they had to call it a Karate Kid reboot because if not, they would have just people would have compared it to Karate Kid also. And then plus, there's the money to be made. Yeah, they won't hear it. Yeah, with with the nostalgia, you know, a reboot. But I don't know. It's Did, it's an interesting thing because, like I said, so many movies have been made that is there any original idea that's not going to be compared to something? And you might as well make it a reboot. I have an angle on this. Go for it. Do you blame studios for sticking to sequels and reboots and requels and whatever? Yes. When new IP gets shit on the way it, yes. it does, like the latest example being the Marvels, because that's... Yes and no. Even even if it's based on source material in the comics, it's never been a movie before. So, so yes and no, because... I've had men, uh, a lot of similar conversations with like quote unquote normal people that aren't <laughs> nerds about stuff. And they say the same thing. They go out. Oh, it's, it's always the same thing whenever there's a sequel or an adaptation or this is from a, a video game or whatever. And they go, 
oh my God, aren't there any original ideas that Hollywood can come up with? And I look at them point blank in the face and I say, yes. And then I knock the popcorn out of the hand and I run for the door. <laughs> but then I come back and I say, here's why. I go, have you seen XYZ movie that is a complete original movie? And they go, well, no, it looks uninteresting. I don't know anything about it. I go, exactly. It, in the business of movie making, it's a gamble. And so they have to, you know, they have to invest and they have to gamble this. And what better way, what better bet, what better chance to make the money they're putting into it by putting it into a known property in which you're going to guarantee get butts in the seats. Yeah. Or that's my case. Well, you, you'll create buzz about it. I mean, shows like ours, someone announces a, a Marvel movie. We're going to get on here and talk about the characters and what they can do and the potentiality that uh, the villains and all this kind of things. Someone announces some you know random movie that's not based on any source material we can say hey that movie came out the trailer looks awesome the director is mm-hmm. cool the actors are cool but there's not much hype anyone Mm-mm. can give other than what the studio can put out i'm not saying that doesn't exist i mean there's certainly some movies that the conjuring oh, yeah yeah there's there's some movies that, that like it's 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 when they take that gamble of of something that's like a not known property i always call it like the lightning in a bottle and then they go ooh they like that? Okay, great. Because there are a lot of movies that are amongst these great movies that are coming out. Like, what can you name some of the movies that came out alongside of Super Mario Brothers? Exactly, right? Throughout time, there's always been these little, like, kind of obscure, not, a, yeah, there's been a ton of obscure movies that just kind of like hit and miss. And maybe they did have big directors, maybe they did have big actors. And some of those actors would be like, yeah, I kind of want to forget about that movie. Well, a lot of things also nowadays is just coming out too quickly too many too many options some things are straight to streaming streaming some mm-hmm. are going to the theaters and it's like it's i, I feel consume. like if you if you wait a week it's gone or mm-hmm. it's going to streaming already and you so you might as well wait or you know like i think cocaine bear is already streaming <laughs> i feel like that just came out i was like i'm gonna go see that in the theater it's like oh it's on peacock now i think <laughs> stream it now up your nose but uh maybe to your, to your question um which yeah. was do you blame the studios but it's 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 um it it's kind of it's like that snake eating its tail. I will say this, like with, with what Isaac said about you know, or what we were you know been talking about how certain studios they go into their well of movie properties and things mm-hmm. that they have you know where there are people um, that are fans of these movies. So if they reboot it or make it into a series, you know they know they're gonna have butts in the seats or it's going to generate money yeah so when you have studios that try to do something new uh and and it flops and nobody you know goes into the you know the seats and 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 watch these movies they're like well that's why we go into our well but my example is uh the wachowski uh sisters Sisters, yeah i remember when jupiter Ascending, or yes. Don't look at me. Yeah, when, when Jupiter Ascending, has anybody seen that movie? Anyway, nope. By the way, so much See? potential. I saw it, and that's another one where that's a great point. Yeah, you have this es- these established directors, you know, who's made all these um, sci-fi movies, and then you have them come out with an original story, and nobody really goes to go watch this movie. And I went to go watch it, you know. I was entertained, but it was, you know, there was just something missing from the movie. Like, it didn't have all the ingredients that it needed. So you would say it was the movie? Yeah, it was more so the movie. Like, okay. it, it, 
it had potential. Mm-hmm. There was a message in there. So if they remade that one, you'd be happy to go see it. Yes, if it's done right, you know. Be- yeah, needless to say, if it was done right, I mean, you would you wouldn't know. Here's the thing: you wouldn't know until you actually want to go see the movie. Oh, yeah. But if they were like, and they're rebooting or whatever, remaking Jupiter uh, Ascending, it's sure. Um, oh yeah, definitely. I would go watch it. You know what I'm saying? So, I think part of the problem is just anything in this nerd realm. Most movies in this nerd realm are always going to be expensive to make. Yeah, expensive to make, and, and you which can tell means it's a gamble. And so, I don't know if I want to necessarily blame the studios because they have to make that smart decision of we're going to put you know so much millions of dollars into mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. we need to know people are going to go see it and right now at least nostalgia and reboots and superheroes and stuff is popular maybe we'll get to that point where where people will go see a, a movie but i mean i mean uh, who was a recently brought up how or people have been talking about how like the that movie star is dead right there's no movie stars anymore it's just these characters and i almost oh, feel like anthony uh yeah. uh i mean what's the name that plays the falcon yeah, yeah I think he said that. Yeah, he said think, there's no movie stars nowadays. Like it's the characters that they play. Yeah, and did it turn? But then, the world was introduced to Pedro Pascal. Yeah, that's a good example. Well, yeah, Pedro. I mean, yeah, you're right. That's a counter. I mean, I would drop my microphone, but it's on a boom. <laughs> Hold on, I got something for you. Thank you, thank you. God, where is that crowd? What the fuck? Because I, I mean, that that shrooms. is the thing. Like back in the '80s, there were those those actors. That oh, yeah. you, you put Schwarzenegger, you put Willis Stallone, you could put people people would go see the movie, and you, then you could get more creative with what the show was. Because Chris Chris Pratt is also one that's like he's a he's a fucking you know Hollywood he's, star. There's some controversy to him though. There's a lot of people that don't <laughs> like him. Oh yeah, there's a lot of people that yeah. We can, we can get into that but, after the show. Yeah, but also to add to the studios and to add to these reboots thing and 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 the fact that you know studios go back and like oh let's see what we have now they i feel like they don't they don't try to go after original ideas anymore mm-hmm. because like we just said that it's a gamble so they'll go after a property like a comic book or like a novel you know they dive into those things that already have like a fan base you know you know what though i uh there are moments in which I, i'll see a movie and then i i Per me being a nerd, I'll kind of deep dive on the cast and director, uh, the writers, and then I'll sometimes discover, oh, it was actually based off of a book. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it wasn't really an original IP. But then you have moments in which a company like, you know, the Marvel, or not a company, but like Disney Marvel, then obviously heavy-handed sets up a movie like The Marvels. In which they set up, you know, Mon- was it Monica Rambo or what's her daughter? Yeah. The Rambo character. And they already have the original um, Captain Marvel. And then you have uh, Miss Marvel. And they, you kind of know where it was going to go. I mean, it was already announced, what, a year or so ago. And then you're like, okay, the trailer is going to come out. And it comes out. And it is the most disliked trailer the MCU has ever experienced on YouTube. It's like over what four thousand? Was it over six? It's I know it's of the one million point like two views. It's fifty four percent. The dislikes are like fifty four four percent of that. Yeah, but I don't I don't know if that's even. I think people are going to dislike it no matter what they showed. So do you I, feel do you feel like they don't like that trailer because of they're just trolling to troll? The trailer looked. 
I, I thought the trailer looked fun. Um, I'm excited because this, I think the other week we brought up the idea that Disney, with Disney Plus, they have all these Marvel shows, but they haven't brought them together. And this is the first time we're seeing that. We have a character that was introduced in WandaVision, and we have obviously the character that was introduced in Miss Marvel coming into the bigger picture. Plus, we got Nick Fury returning. Like, this feels like the first MCU Marvel project that we've had in a long time because I think because of that Nick Fury presence. And, and it's kind of cool that we're, we're going to see these characters that were fleshed out fully in their series um, showing up in a movie. And I'm hoping we can kind of get right into it. But I hope they trust that people watched or at least is going to watch a YouTube. But as far as like Rambo's character, everyone's like, who's this? And then Captain Marvel, that movie wasn't really well received when it came out. It, but even that, I think it wasn't well received because people had this animosity towards her, mm. the actress, Brie Larson. Because I think, you know, she made some comment about women empowerment and it made it made a certain group of our population just not like her. And I think like Jermaine brought up, you know, people didn't like that she was cocky and then... Mm. Everyone in the MCU is cocky, so it's weird that her cockiness gets uh, like frowned upon. And, and then also the third part of that is uh, Miss Marvel. It was the least watched uh, Marvel show. For whatever reason that may be, I don't know. But now you have those three in, in a feature film. And maybe it'll be those three characters' redemption. And maybe the movie's going to be... Again, we won't know until we actually watch it. And I'm, I'm still going to watch it, you know? And God, I think that... that I, I survived. guess... I think that's the point maybe that I'm I'm why I'm a little worked up about it is you know disliking a trailer based off of oh I didn't like these characters but you know how many people watched Miss Marvel right like people didn't like Miss Marvel because they didn't watch it or or you know or Monica Rambo good point I mean Monica Rambo I thought they did a pretty good job with her character in WandaVision so and again how many people watched WandaVision it's like I think the MCU has gotten to this point that it's so big it's gotten bigger than what its fan base, I think, is willing to um, go along with. Mm. So not all these shows are going to be watched by everyone, but people are still going to have opinions about the shows and the characters. And there's going to be this unhappiness before even seeing it or before giving it a chance because it doesn't fit into what they think it should be or something like that. I feel that, yeah. So it's, it's like at the end of the day, like reviews... Reviews should be based off of actually what you're seeing, not what you think something should be based off of whatever. Or what you want. Which leads to a whole different discussion on trailers, which we'll get to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's like the Star Wars effect. Like people had in their heads what they wanted to see from the characters and then someone had the audacity to come in and write their own story and didn't even give the originals a chance. Yeah. And and some of, of their criticism is warranted. Some of it wasn't. It was just automatic hate. Yeah, you know, and Miss Marvel, I I liked that series. I thought it was fun. It was it was interesting to see a, a culture that's not normally represented in something that's targeted to such a broad audience. Um, you know, it was a typical like teen gets powers and doesn't know what to do with them, and then is like pushed into this yeah. world of fighting. You know, some bit larger element or whatever. Um, but they did they did touch on like this Marvel universe, like people are tracking people with powers and they're looking after her and stuff like that. It, it was it was a decent, fun little Disney Plus show, and it's cool that she's getting pushed into this larger main MCU project. And she may be the first MCU to MCU acknowledged mutant. 
Yes. Yeah, exactly. That was the big surprise at the end. Spoiler alert. With that was a little, the big surprise the, at the end of MCU. Yeah, it was, a, well, Kamala, you, I don't know, you have some sort of mutation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little musical sting. But, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I will say, as far as, like, the trailer... <laughs> I will say as Keep far going. as as far as the trailer and as far as like having seen the shows WandaVision, uh Miss Marvel and seeing the movie Captain Marvel, I feel like there's enough storyline within each individual character and each and the relation to one another and the little little thing where it seems like they're swapping pa- uh, places. Where it, yeah, you're right. I, I personally think it will be a fun movie. It's just it really blew me away and threw me off. Not that I wasn't ever going to see it, but that people didn't like it. I don't know if they just chalk it up to trolls or whatever, but I. I mean, it looks like it. It'll. It could be. It has a lot of potential and a lot of like aspects to it that you know it would be entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I. I. I don't understand. But I don't like, understand people. And and as far as like again in the whole realm of like remake and sequels and and all of that, the big big sequel that has been number five, Indiana Jones, and the Dial of Time. Is that Dial, the f- Dial of Destiny. Dial, Dial, excuse yeah. me, Dial of Destiny. That's uh, the fifth one now. Uh, yeah, fifth one. <laughs> How do you feel about seeing an eighty-plus-year-old uh, character, not just actor, but character, portraying that that you know iconic role? Uh, you know, I mean, that's one where it's like, should they have just rebooted it? Man, I mean, there's always been talk one. about that, I, um, but you know, I mean, there's still stories to tell, and it looks like a lot of this is going to be back flashbacks because they're using disney's amazing de-aging technology uh you know the fourth one the crystal skull like did not do anything for me i was me. about to say and it did nothing for me and so i want to be excited for this the trailer looks good but wasn't wasn't a shy supposed to take the mantle but you know yeah that movie because wasn't well yeah, yeah. yeah so that was back in 2008 when the crystal skull oh, came yeah. out the unfortunately named mutt <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys didn't like the vine swinging scene? The, the monkeys and stuff like that? No. I, I remember when, when they were first talking about the Crystal Skull that they were like, yeah, no, we're still going to use like practical effects. We're really going to keep it OG like that. And then the vine swinging scene popped on screen and I'm like, oh, boy. I, I feel like, you know, along with this reboot conversation, and I guess the same thing can happen with sequels where, you know, the original Indiana Jones maybe had some of these high action moments. Mm. And and modern day filmmakers are like, okay, let's we can do that. But now we have CG, we have all this stuff. We can we can really make it high action. And you throw in monkeys swinging on, like you make it unreal, like unrealistic. Where yeah. it's like back in the day when they couldn't do all that stuff, they might not have looked as cool, but it was grounded in realism because it's like, no, we we got a raft on a. <laughs> it took five stuntmen's lives to for us to practically get the whole vine swinging scene. <laughs> yeah, there was a decapitation and dismemberment here and there, but it was an awesome scene, wasn't it? Yeah, and so that's my fear. Anytime. They, they talk about a reboot or a, a modern sequel is they're going to just be like, they're going to misunderstand maybe what people liked about the shows and lean heavily into, oh, we're going to need this like huge action sequence mm-hmm. that just doesn't fit or, or you know, force feed you certain things. Yeah. And, and, and maybe it's me personally, like a lot of times those long, those, those long sequences like that, especially if there's a lot of CG, I check out. Yeah. Is, uh, Star Trek episode, Star Wars episode two, um, Attack of the Clones. When he, I know, I know, blasphemy. Oh boy, Shame. Uh, no. the the chase through Coruscant like was just a complete checkout for me. 
And I know Lucas really? is probably so excited to like, oh, we can do like yeah. a car chase scene, but it's on Coruscant with floating, flying cars and this and that. But it was like the music was off and like I had no reference to what a flying car feels like to, to fly. Yeah. And, and like, I don't know. It was just I, those scenes I just check out. Uh, my wife and I, we had we had a, a semi-recently uh, started watching Star Wars from episode one and on. And uh, that, scene, that scene popped on and I was like, wow, Lucas really like had a had his heyday with all the cgi and it didn't work yeah and and even more modernly ryan johnson's the last jedi same thing with the casino escape i remember that was one of the big selling like when he was talking about like i'm so excited we're gonna bring in all these practical effects all these aliens but i'm saying it was a very long them running on those weird alien horses it was like the most hated casino yeah it was a stupid scene i mean the whole plot of them going to that casino to get the thing was stupid but then to like and and the fact that they spent so much money and time (sighs) To film, just we're gonna have them running on alien horses through a casino. And like, I always just say it: it's like, out. don't just do a thing to do a thing. Do it because it informs a story, and mm-hmm. it, you know, especially in a movie. But um, I, of course, I'm gonna see Indiana Jones in the Dial of Destiny. Destiny. Thank you. Um, I, I feel. See, I don't want to like set my expectations and then ruin it for myself. But 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 I've seen the two trailers that have come out and. Is an eighty-year-old man going to be riding horseback throughout Times Square during iconic moments? Is it going to take me out of it? You know what I mean? I don't know. I, I think maybe they're relying on the fact that the the original viewers of that movie are are feeling old and start you know, like, <laughs> feeling are yeah. Old. We're all we're all going to relate to old Indy and and uh, what's his name Gimli. Oh yeah, uh, you know oh, like, I can never remember his name. Yeah, I can never remember his name either. But yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, like I miss I miss the desert or whatever. It's like yeah, that's how we're all we're all that age where we all miss like I miss the bar. But the big question I miss is staying up till two a.m. Is he still afraid of snakes? <laughs> oh, probably. I think Harrison is going to carry that movie. Personally, absolutely. I think he has the charisma oh, yeah, to do it, and to. I think he was just kind of pigeonholed on that last that last movie by a weird direct weird directions that it was going in. Yeah. yeah, but uh, like, just recently finished uh, watching the series called Shrinking on. Heard about it? Oh, I Apple saw, Plus. I saw a clip recently. That he's made me laugh. he's in that show, and he oh my god, Harrison just, Ford. Yes, just his presence, his delivery. Like he is that. He's not even the main character, but he is that show to me. Like I want him to be my grandpa. Like that's <laughs> that's how just awesome he is. Like when he's well written like his natural charisma just kicks you in the fucking face you say harrison ford's charisma <laughs> yes above a growl at him i'm harrison ford I'm, gonna, I'm still afraid of snakes it's awesome even though i think personally they could have gone the james bond route with indiana jones and made it like a revolving door of main characters you know that would have uh, been really cool through time looking uh, for ancient stuff and, and that's one of those things where it's like because harrison ford had reprise the role throughout the years it's like well harrison's still alive so and he replies the other one so i guess we're gonna have to you know keep on casting him as indiana but as far as like james bond it was like it's sort of one of those things where as the james i forget how many james bonds there's been there's you know uh, actors playing james bond 372 (laughs) i looked it up my god that's a real number (laughs) and um what's kind of fun in the last james bond is they they did kind of confirm that the moniker of 007 is exactly that a moniker that can kind of be like passed along to an ex-person but that's james bond as far as indiana jones 
There's only one indie, man. Should uh, they end it with I, him? I still think they, they could have gone that route. But the fact that they didn't just, you know, they were loyal to, to Harrison Fortune's character. So Because Crystal Skull, they were trying to set up like a, a requel with Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. But then it just, it fell flat on its butt. So I don't know. And it's funny because how many other properties have tried to capitalize on like, we want to be the next Indiana Jones. Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, obviously. Oh, man. And, um, Uncharted. Uncharted, which they, they finally oh. released a movie for. Video game adaptations is a, another discussion. Yeah. Um, Uncharted. So Uncharted. I think the last thing we wanted to talk about today was Godzilla and Kong. Um, but before we do, I did see an interesting meme earlier today about reboots, surprisingly. And it was a question of like, instead of rebooting successful movies that people can still enjoy, like if there was any movies that bombed that maybe deserve a reboot and a second chance. Yeah. You kind of brought it up earlier. And I think, I think, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah I think it's lot. easier to do that. Uh, yeah. And I do have a few guilty pleasure movies that I can name off, but yeah, there's yeah. a few movies that, that could be a good discussion for Instagram or another time. But, uh, the Last Jedi. But it's fun to think about. The what? Was it The Last Jedi? The Last Jedi, yeah. Let's just reboot episode <laughs> eight. Because <laughs> that, no, I, I agree. Like, God, I mean, or even the, the prequels of Star Wars, to me, great story, interesting, really things. But it's like, God, could we, like, execute those a little bit better? Maybe a little less like, mannequin. Yeah, and, like, bring bring everyone back. Like, same characters and everything. Like, I have nothing against yeah. Daisy Ridley or John Boyega. Like, I love that whole cast. Give them a better story. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But still have Luke drinking that sweet fucking milk from the nipple. <laughs> that, that will permanently be in my spank bank. Showing your true colors. Um, but Godzilla, Godzilla and, Kong. and Kong. So, I mean, technically your reboot, uh, Godzilla and Kong. Um, I'm liking the whole series so far. Uh, yeah, especially the last one, Godzilla versus Kong. It's like, the f- what was it, the fourth or fifth installment? I think this will be the fifth in that monster verse. Wow. I believe so. I love it. I love the... Monster Universe, you know, the kaijus and all that stuff, whatever you want to say. But I am kind of disappointed, but also uh, I don't know how I would have felt, but wasn't one of the movies supposed to end with like Pacific Rim characters or them Mm. going into the universe of Pacific Rim? Like I do remember reading something like that where... I mean, it's still a possibility. They wanted to cross these universe. Is it different um, uh, oh, companies? Did Legendary come out with uh, Pacific Rim? I th- Were they the feel like so. the studio behind that? Because yeah, yeah, well, Warner we Brothers and Legendary are, have their their MonsterVerse movie series, so yeah, that's not that far fetched that they could still do that. So one of the controversies with. Uh, Godzilla versus Kong, which I think was the last one they did in the MonsterVerse, mm-hmm. was people complained about the human side of the story, specifically like Millie Bobby Brown. I think people were saying like, oh, they just they just wanted a reason to put her in there because she's so hot because of uh, Stranger Things. Or that they killed off Brian Cranston in the first 11 minutes of the movie. Oh, that... Uh, in the th- previous one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which was shocking because that was like a big star, again, uh, from Breaking Bad. Like Huge, a, just yeah. coming right off of that. Um. But I actually liked the human side of the story because they were, they were they were like podcasters and like conspiracy. There was a oh, yeah. whole conspiracy theory thing. And I love when a show or a movie takes kind of like they, they're aware of what the real world would would react like they're I mean, in today's world, there's a conspiracy theory about anything. So in a world of kaiju, like, of course, people are going to be like 
this is a cover up or this or that. And it's, yeah. it's kind of cool. I mean, I don't know, maybe people will find it controversial or, or maybe too on the nose, but I continue to like the, the Godzilla and the Kong movies. They, they, it always feels like something's missing in those movies. They're not, I wouldn't say that they're perfect movies by any means. Um, obviously when we finally get to like the big, the big monsters, it's fun to watch them. And yeah, you have to have the human storyline to kind of fill in, in the gap between those. Yeah, because I'm sure it's expensive as hell. <laughs> if you want it to look good, it's expensive, which means they can't do a whole movie like that no. of the kaiju stuff. Why not let them fight? <laughs> let them fight. <laughs> I love. Uh, oh boy, I don't. I don't remember his name, but he was in uh, Batman Begins as uh, Ra's al Ghul's. Uh, like, what would you call him? Like, a, oh, it's like a, um, he he pretended to be Ra's al Ghul. Yeah. His like the fall decoy, man. his yeah, the decoy, decoy, decoy. I could be murdering his name, but I think it was like Kent Watanabe or something like that. Ken Watanabe. Ken Watanabe. I loved him in uh, Last Samurai, by the way. Yes. Yeah. So this this Godzilla X Kong, like, what was this? the subtitle? Was something like Last the New Empire? Um, because what was it? Kong was set up as like the king of that kaiju world right well not necessarily kaiju world they uh with this um oh, what's his name uh skarsgård um he was like a scientist that had the whole theory and then had later confirmed it about the um hollow earth hollow earth oh, thing yes. and so the hollow earth actually was uh a gateway into yeah into the land of the monsters which in which there was a, a throne presented and it looks like in this trailer whatever big bad with blue glowing eyes uh, the, the the camera pans away from the big bad and he's uh, he or she is sitting in the throne and it's continuing to pan over a graveyard of bones ending on possibly godzilla and kong skull i don't know oh their ancestors or you that's know, a teaser for you previous, yeah. but i mean that's how teasers are supposed to be it done it looks like it's another team up movie not not kong versus Godzilla, it looks right. like there's another threat out there where well, they're going to have to Kong X. Kong, tag Godzilla Kong. back again. World-ending threat so terrifying that neither could survive alone. You got to hit so, them with some more oomph. It's got to go... Uh, oh, uh, so the threat's going to be Mankind? What's that? Mankind's going to destroy... Oh, man. It's another one of those movies. <laughs> yeah. Mankind's going to go to uh, the Hollow Earth. <laughs> it was the, the whole time. <laughs> the answer was recycling the entire time. <laughs> Do you think... Movies like this. Will, oh, they're gonna recycle everything and dump all the world's trash in. <laughs> into Hollow Earth. Earth. Monetize it. It's <laughs> just Disney. It's just a pile of straws, and it takes out the kaiju's in the nose. <laughs> um, oh my god, I want to see that now. I want to see Godzilla versus a straw. <laughs> he gets a little sniffle, and it's like, oh, oh god, it's deep. The <laughs> ultimate fight. Well, the straws really were Godzilla, Godzilla and Kong versus uh, what was the name in Toy Story? <laughs> Sporky or something? Or Spork. Uh, a spork. Yeah, Sporky. 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 Yeah, he, I'm trash. <laughs> <laughs> Godzilla and Kong versus global warming. Yeah, they 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 they, they beat the straw and then a plastic bag covers his head. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, I need that in my life. <laughs> Do you think movies like this will always struggle with like a good portion of the audience is there to just to see Godzilla and Kong yes. destroy stuff, and they're going to try? No, no, but there's a there's a story about a hollow earth and and conspiracy and this and that, and, and it's like 
they gotta understand that a good force audience mm. is like, yeah, whatever. Mm. Can I see someone yeah. punch something? Let them fight. I feel like they, exactly. <laughs> I feel like they, you you have to write a story around it. You know, around like really what's going on. So you're gonna have that human element. I will. <clears throat> say the human element i feel studios feel like it has to be there like when you look at the predator franchise or the alien franchise like if you just have a movie about predators like if it was just predators in there and nothing else can that movie like exist and do well by itself? because you don't really have a dialogue for the predators i know they do have a you know a, a specific language but can you literally watch a movie about predators going it, 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 it would it, it would literally have slur. to be to be subtitled because yeah hearing yeah, yeah, yeah. it hearing a predator speak english would, would completely throw me out <laughs> so i'm gonna get you <laughs> you're the prey you what did he say ugly mother <laughs> but they really get woke and he's like what does it say i can't quit you <laughs> I'll take pleasure in getting you, boy. <laughs> but um, the, the, I, I used to be of the belief that movies back in the 80s and 90s could do gratuitous action where you didn't need a deep, you know, storyline, a deep plot, you know, where a character had to really learn. Yeah, it's there just because you kind of it's sort of like the, the you have to have that in the story. But they're mm -hmm. like, yeah, whatever. But look at this shit blow up. Right. And you loved it. And you Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, uh, um, Bruce Willis, R.I.P. His mind, um, Paul. <laughs> but I, I, I thought that you couldn't do that anymore. And then, and then uh, the um, Expendable Dependables because <laughs> they're old. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but then the Expendables came out. Came out, and yeah, it was all of those old action stars. And then John Wick came out, and it showed. Yeah, you can have gratuitous violence, gratuitous action. You know, John Wick only spoke 340 words in John Wick 4, mm -hmm. and you're just there for the action. Yes, they world built for those who gave a shit about it, but god dang, they just I had some fucking action. Yeah, John John Wick is, is, is a great example of that. I would say those, those and people older love dogs. Yeah. So when they killed the dog, oh, everybody, the dog. everybody was like, never kill the dog. Get him, get him. Yeah, the the first John Wick, absolutely. Like at the end of the day, it didn't even matter if they world build or not. Like I love the fact that they yeah. did. But um, going back to the, the older movies, though, I think part of it was they they leaned so heavily on just the stereotypes. Like you know, any of those people could you know it's like the bad guys uh, they were the russians or, or the muslims or right or right like it was terrorists or the russians oh yeah a lot of movies you, you yeah back in the day was with the russians McClane, yeah you didn't who are you which allowed them to completely skip over the villain development and he's not just, american he's a bad guy Kill for, pretty much and you send in the current hot action star and then you can you can blow stuff up and there was almost that like arms race of like who can get the cooler jet? Like, oh, Schwarzenegger flew a, a Harrier or whatever and, like, fired a rocket into a building and stuff. Um, when people talk about reboots, a lot of people will bring up the the superheroes because those are some of maybe the bigger reboots and they, they seem to just pump them out. Like, oh, we've had all these Spider-Mans and all this and that. I almost, like, don't want to call those reboots other than maybe what James Gunn is doing right now with DC because that was something that was mid mid-step and he's just like no sweep the leg we're doing something else and it's still crazy how that came about but yeah, yeah go ahead but you know for them to go from from 
uh, Tobey Maguire to Garfield, Spider-Man or, or Batman, all the different Batmans. Uh, I mean, I guess they weren't reboots until Christian Bale. Um, in the comic book world, it's like that's just that's just another team taking over, mm-hmm. right? It's just a, it's a reimagining. It's a different thing, and, and it's reimagining. Like that, yeah, that, that's the key word. I like the term reimagining or reenvisioning. Yeah, yeah, that's the Christopher Nolan Batman. Because reboot, remake sounds like a money grab. But and to throw it to you, in the comic book world, there are new storyline or not new storylines. There are like reboots and remakes, and you all, can all the read time. a comic series like let's say it's a 12 issue series or something like that you know where they're jumping from you know like a a a batman or like a nightwing you know you know uh there's just jumping comics there could be multiple artists in there so you're let's say you pick up the graphic novel when it's all said and done it's directed written by Mm -hmm. these people so you'll get that art style and you'll get into the next book and it's drawn by some totally different artists where everything just looks and 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 feels different because it's another team that wrote this section of the story and then it could jump back to the first artist again you know or or it's another artist so you're going to get different variations of well well, it's it's that and and i and again feel free to shame me but I have not read a lot of comics. I have read hardly any comics. <clears throat> Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. He's poised over that button. Um, but from what I, what I understand as far in the comic book round, well, more specifically the DC uh, comics, you have uh, DC the Golden Age, the Golden Era, and you have New 52. So there are those, like, which, you know, yes, um, in movie, uh, in the movie realm, we don't have names for them yeah. it's like batfleck well and Patter- batterson new, new 52 <laughs> absolutely was a reboot that's probably one of the few examples of like hardcore reboot uh of a comic book world i don't, I don't um but i think to go back what you were saying though is like we do have I mean, we're way off uh yeah we do there are you know like a lot of times a team might get six issues or six months worth of comics or, or maybe a year and they are generally given, even if it's a continuing story, right? Even if they're picking up Batman number four fifty three through four fifty nine is this one team, and they could do some like their own little story. And you know, a lot of times it's not a huge reimagining, but they still might go somewhere completely different with it. Like I'll always remember there was a team that took over for Superman at one point that just like grounded him. Basically, like, like he lost his powers, or, oh, or did he they, didn't want to use his powers, and he like walked across the country for six. I mean, and like solved basic crimes for six six oh. issues, and it, it was awesome. Oh, so like Smallville. <laughs> <laughs> um, did they kind of did they kind of explore that in the reign of Superman? No, am I completely off on that? The DC uh, animated movie. Oh, like uh, mm, not not to my knowledge. Like it wasn't like it was the. They had the like the original animated uh, Superman Doomsday movie, which was like a brutal, by the way, which was a Jesus reimagine uh, version you, of the death of Superman. But th- then they decided to you know make the reign of Superman yeah. like you know kind of kind of link it closer to the comics. That's an interesting question, though. Sorry, uh, should comic books ever be rebooted? 
as like a written thing. I mean, I know I guess it would be insulting to the artists and the writers of the original mm-hmm. ones, but I do look at the Death of Doomsday um, collection, all of it, and I love it. But comic books at that time were written in such a way because I think the art couldn't be as detailed as maybe they wanted it to be. There was a lot of um, thought bubbles and a lot of almost explanations of what was happening. And I feel like even some of the older cartoons, and I, I know Blasphemous, I'm like, going to badmouth Thundercats. The last time I saw a Thundercats clip, there was there was that <laughs> kind of... Hold on, hold on. I know. You said you took it in the shower with you. Be gentle. <laughs> He's pulling it out of his asshole. Because you tread on my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> be gentle it's been a while uh, no but i mean like he, 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 i mean i love those old shows but it's, sometimes you see a clip and it's like they're looking up at like a, a stalactite or something it's like oh no like it's super if cheesy, i can like, just throw my are... sword and it will hit that stalactite it will fall on the bad guy and will win they they very like they set it out and so <laughs> i think there's i, I want to say for whatever reason it's popping in my head and maybe i'm wrong because i haven't read the death of superman forever but it's like i think guy gardner one of the green lanterns got beat up so bad that like he couldn't see because his face was so swollen and the art showed that a little bit but they still had like the thought bubble like oh my god guy gardner can't see because his face is so swollen and it's like it makes reading some of those older comics just like oh man like if someone if they could rewrite the deaths of superman with modern art uh, and and modern writing and like tr- you know trusting the audience maybe a little bit more to understand what's going on. A the lot art, of people like, did have kind of uh, issues with dialogue back in the day, especially with since we're on the topic of the death of Superman, they they did not like Superman's last words. You know of Lois Lane holding you know that uh, that iconic scene. You know after the the big scuffle with him and Doomsday, which was pages and pages. There's, of just them going at it that let them fight. But it was like Superman literally said, like, is he, is he, you know, referring to like, is he dead? Mm. And, and there was a lot of people that didn't like the way that it was written or more so his last words. Like, that I kind of like really, that. It was really his last words, but to the end, he was making sure he got the job done. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's Superman I mean, right there. But which they touched on in, in uh, the Snyder BVS because his almost last lines were, "Save Martha." No. <laughs> he should have came out and said, "K.O." <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Lex. I think I think we can wrap this episode up. Uh, All righty, ladies and gentlemen, that is yet another good place to end our. <sighs> deep dive episode about stuff that's all fucking nerdy so nerd first make sure to go out and do some nerd stuff i'm gonna check out uh the last we're gonna check out the last episode of the mandalorian today right after this show (laughs) thank you jack black yes yes this week i'm gonna this weekend i'm gonna check i already got my tickets i'm gonna see evil dead rises that's gonna be fun but hey check us out on the at the hype attack on instagram where we cover some of the things that we talked about and a lot of the things that we didn't talk about doug uh yeah same thing as last week please keep the conversation going with everybody and uh nerd out don't let up nerd out everybody yeah man and if there's something that you wanted us to talk about something we may have missed hit us up in the dms or as rudy said last time comment he'll read every single thing that you put out there so make sure to check us out next week the same hype time same hype channel hype attack (laughs) bye guys (laughs) Ha <laughs> ha.